Thank you, everyone. And Lily, this is your last Sunday too, isn't it? So we'll make sure that we acknowledge you a little bit later on. And I know you'll be. I know you'll be back again. There's a good reason for that. <laughs> How are you? It's good. Are you a little quiet today? It was good to see you. And uh, we've. This is our first Sunday, so I have to say Happy New Year. I feel a bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> a bit late, it is a bit late, uh, but anyway, here we are. And so I want to just share a few things with you, but just before I do, I want to just give a big shout out to, obviously the last few weeks, Graham had been speaking, I don't know if Graham is here today, maybe not, He's, he, he changed his schedule around to, to make those two Sundays work, and so just a big shout out to Graham in order to be able to come and speak and share his message that God laid on his heart to share with you, so very privileged. Also, thank you to Narely, who started the year off, and Ken as well. Thank you for you uh, being faithful to God and saying yes to God. Big hello to all those also in the lounge room, yeah, and uh, we see you in spirit. Uh, we'll see you a bit later on, uh, but also there'll be something else happening during the service that may invite you to come and be part of, of some things that are happening here, so you don't feel uh, excluded. Um, there's a lot of things I want to I say. I suppose there's a lot of things that I need to say and don't need to say. But just, just back with the speakers, can I encourage you, if you feel stirred to speak, if you feel there's a gift or a stir that God is laying on your heart to want to share, then speak with us. We would love to consider and help you nurture through that process. doesn't matter who you are. Uh, if that's something you're sensing and feeling, we want to help you and find some place that you can be a part of that. Uh, at the end of the day, church is really about developing and discovering our gifts. That's part of what the body is, is essentially made of. It's what we, we do when we get together. So it's never about one person or two or three. It's about the whole body learning how to support each other and contribute. So I want to encourage you. I know there's other different callings and giftings that you have, but I want to encourage you, if that's you, uh, just in light of those who have been stepping in, it's been a real honour, and I'd love to see that continue to develop. Let us pray. Father, thank you that you are here in this place with us today. Thank you for the songs that we've been singing, reminding us of who you are and who we are because of you, because of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you want to say and do in the next few moments. And may our hearts be open. May we be ready to receive. May we, Father, be like uh, those virgins, Lord, who were ready and anticipating, Father, whatever you would do next. And so, Lord, we pray that we are ready. And we thank you for those who are here today to hear this message. And those who will be hearing it over the week or the weeks to come that you would speak to them in their situation. In Jesus' wonderful name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, besides a few things, I just want to do a quick recap, just very, very briefly of Colossians. I know many of you and the feedback has been uh, great that you have been, uh, God has been speaking to you through Colossians. And so I'm, I'm really encouraged by that. I, I, I love Colossians, I know I've said that. And so I just want to just do a quick recap, and, and again, I know that Ken and uh, Nerley finished off pretty much chapter 3 and 4. There's a few verses at the very end of chapter 4 we're not going to look at, 
But that I encourage you in your own time just to look at. And it's Paul just giving thanks for the people that have been in his world, in his life, in his space. And he's acknowledging them. And so I think it's always good that Paul had this particular heart. So we're just going to remind ourselves that Colossians helps us discover Christ and also what it means to follow Christ. It helps you and I to learn that it's not just about what we learn up here, having this sense of intellectual knowledge, but it's a personal, heartfelt, heartfelt relationship. In Christ, we get to experience, as Roger mentioned even earlier just before, the fullness of life in Christ Jesus. So Colossians is reminding us who we are, our position because of his position, our life because of his life that is flowing in us. And this can only result of a life that is reflective of the supremacy and submission of our lives and hearts towards Christ. We learn that Christ is our all in all, what it means to follow Jesus, that we are to be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding in chapter one. So friends, I want to encourage you that whatever is happening on the outside, we are safe on the inside. You are safe on the inside. Through the troubles, the challenges, the difficulties, the battles, the tests, remind yourself you are in Christ. It is our prayer that hopefully, that in some way you would read Colossians a little differently, a little bit more personal, a little bit more, hello, Jesus. And that through this series that it's helped shape your heart more on Jesus to follow, draw near, dig in deep, and remember that our lives are built on Christ. That's the summary. I hope you can do that. I hope I can do that. But we can with God's help and God's power. And God's presence. Well, I've, I've got a, a message that has been sitting in my heart for a few weeks, and it's titled Believe. Believe 2021. I just wonder, what is God saying to you? What has God been saying to you already so far in this year? I think we all need to ask those questions. Just lately, I've, I do a different journal, but just lately I've decided to go back to journaling. Particularly for the last two weeks, I thought I'd just journal some of the thoughts and ideas that are just going on in my head, in my world. And I was challenged in, in this journaling about what am I believing for? What are you believing for, Louis? What do you hope to see, achieve, experience, encounter? Will it be another year, a say-so year? Something a little bit different, post-pandemic? What is your one prayer? Your one desire, your one focus, maybe your priority or your goal. What is it that you want to see God do? And I think these are good questions. And for some, I have a few answers and and the answers are still on their way. I think if there's ever a time to be a Christian, it is to be right now. If there ever is a time to be a Christian who believes more than ever before, I believe it's right now. So I want to share in a sense where I felt as I was praying about this to share as a father, if I can do that. I know many of you are older than me, or not many of you, a few. And I respect you and I honour you. But I want to just challenge you with just a few thoughts this morning that we can just do. We're going to do something a little different. 
It's going to be a little bit engaging today. If you thought that today you could just sit and have a little bit of a snooze, you lose. Um, because I want you to be involved in today. We're going to look at Matthew 11. And it's going to be up on the screen just in a few moments. But John, we know, is a forerunner. John the Baptist, that is, was a forerunner for Jesus. But he's in prison. He's under guard for speaking the truth. Uh, he was telling it as it is. I get in trouble sometimes for telling it as it is. I need more grace with that. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to cut to the chase and let us know where we stand and let's do this dance and we'll work out everything else at the end. But in life you can't always do that, but this is what John did. But the only problem is that he spoke against the king. And because he did so, he's in jail. What's interesting to note is John is not only in jail, but he's getting a little discouraged. He's getting a little buffeted by his experience in his cell, his experience, his situation. Furthermore, some of those who were big fans of, of John aren't around anymore. They're not standing up for John. No one stood up for John, in fact, except when you read Jesus does a little bit later on. There was a sense where he was abandoned by the mainstream beliefs and religion. And I want to just encourage you, friends, religion will do that. Religion will abandon you. It will take you so far and no further. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about a relationship with Jesus. Knowing Jesus must be our ultimate goal. Remember, life as a Christian is not purely about a group or a style or some form. It is central and it has to be always about Jesus. Our life, our comings and goings are always about Jesus. But we get distracted, we get busy, we get caught up with, with the demands and the life is hectic and, and full on. And sometimes we get to playing so many different roles and wearing so many different hats. Where are we in this, Lord? Where are you? Let's read Matthew 11. After this, Jesus had finished instructing instructing the 12 disciples. So he's getting them ready to go send them out. He went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent to his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John. I love this reply. Jesus had so many things he could have said in this moment. He says, go back and tell John what you hear and what you see. John's disciples began to see eyewitness accounts of what Jesus was doing. It wasn't just go back and say a report. I'll show you what's happening, guys. I want you to take this back. This is what Jesus said. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed are everyone who does not stumble on account of me in the NIV. He's making references to Isaiah 35 and 61. And there's other scriptures that connect into this. Let's just go, chapter, we're now Matthew chapter 11. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 to 8. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. And that was purely on the means that Jesus came for Israel, for his lineage. 
but for the whole world. Go after the lost sheep of Israel. Verse seven, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus not only made or gave clear instructions about his ministry, but he also modelled what it should look like. He modelled kingdom ministry. This is what it looks like. If we jump to Luke, and it's on the screen there, Luke 4, many of you will be familiar with this. And I just want to read, when he opened up the scroll in verse 17 of the prophet Isaiah, and he handed it to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, verse 18. Jesus said this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Why is the spirit of the Lord upon you? Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Behaviour will follow belief. We've talked about this over our time. And more to the point, what we believe. We talk about faith, but the word believe means something that we live by. Maybe a set of values, our faith, our convictions. It is a process of belief that is outworked through behaviour. I love what Peggy mentioned in her prayer about the Holy Spirit who enables us and leads us and guides us and empowers us to be these representatives for God, for kingdom. The Great Commission is about you and I declaring what we live by, sharing and proclaiming the message of the kingdom. You've heard me say this and it says in Proverbs 29, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So Jesus says, go and tell John what is going on. The blind receive their sight. The lame are walking. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. Wow. The poor have the gospel preached to them and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended because of me. Our purpose as Christians, I believe if we think of 2021, this year, I get a sense God is saying to us that there's got to be more. More of God flowing in us and more of God flowing through us. That God would minister more into my life and your life so that we can minister that and that there would be overflow. Not just the scraps for you and I to get by, but there would be more. That we can minister out of what is within us. I can only share what I have received. Do you have something for me, Gabe? Thank you. What do you have? $10. Thank you very much. As a good wife, it gives you money. Often I open the wallet and it's actually missing. Is that $10? Oh yeah, I needed that. Thank you very much. Thank you. $10. As an example. I have $10, but a few moments ago I didn't have $10. I received $10 from Gabe and she gave me $10. You can see it. It's true. It's $10. It's true currency. It's not fake money. This is $10. We could make it 50, we could make it 100, we could make it a thousand dollar note, but I thought I'd just, I'd have too many people attacking me to get that money, you know. 
But I've received this. In the same way that we have received Christ, that what Christ does and works in and through us, it shouldn't stay with me. Now, I'm blessed by what I've received, but I can only share what I've received. I cannot give what I have not. God. If I haven't got the $10, I I can't give that. Think of our gifts, our calling, our ministry, the proclaiming. But now I have this $10, and now I'm able to do something with it. I choose what I can do with it. I choose to, to leave it in, in my pocket, put it under my mattress, put it in my socks. Not a good idea. Um, buy a couple of coffees. I choose whatever I want. I, I can choose to bless someone with this. I can choose to be a recipient of allowing God to flow through me, just like you can. When we think of believe, what we received, that encounter, that opportunity, that wonder, that gift, that challenge, that call, that friendship, that love, that mercy. As we receive that, we're learning how to not hold it, but put it in our pocket, but say, Lord, here I am, use me. That song set a fire where my soul was maybe just reminding us that whatever you've given me, Lord, whatever you want to do through me, do it. But I can only give what I've received. So what I'm meant to do with this is I'm meant to give it to somebody else. I can keep it and I can be blessed by it for a little while. Maybe I could be a really good steward and I can actually see it multiply maybe in some form and then give it out to more. But you get the feeling, you get the sense that whatever we've been given, whatever we have received, freely give. So I'm just going to give this to someone and this is as a way of blessing. This is no way to insult anyone, to make anybody feel embarrassed. Here you go, my friend. Bless you. You've received it. It's, you're free to do whatever you want with it. It's yours. It's not mine anymore. It's yours. You can choose to t- tithe it on the way out. No. <laughs> I'm, don't. I prefer if you didn't because that's yours. That's a gift and I want you to, to use the gift in any way that you, you want. You're free to use that. It's just one example of what God wants to do in us. That we are recipients of his grace and his mercy and his love. And that we are not to keep it to ourselves. In 2021, it's a year where we're all hoping that the COVID would be behind us. And in some ways it is, but it's not. It's here. I think we may never live outside of... the same as before. It'll be different. And I know when I hear the stories, and you hear the stories of tragedies and the sadness out there and the doom and the gloom, and I hear that, and I say, Lord, oh, how can I be a blessing to someone? 
What do you want to do through me? So for God to shine in you means that he's going to shine through you. What does that look like in your life and in your family, in your friends, in your workplace, in your world, in your church, in our church? Last year I shared a few thoughts. I'm going to put them on the screen for you now. Let's continue to be looking. What do you see? What are you seeing around you? What are the needs showing you? How can you respond? Listen. What are you hearing? What is God saying to you? What are you hearing around about you? Love. What are you loving? How can you love Jesus more? How can that love of Jesus shine through you? See, the word believer encapsulates the idea that we are people who believe. We're known to be followers of God because of our faith and our commitment to a cause and our response to an action. It's our believing. In Proverbs 3.27, it's not on the screen, what is in your power, your ability, what is in your hand, don't withhold good from one to whom it belongs. And so this should be our prayer. One of the most significant experiences of believing is witnessed in our prayer, in our praying. Believers pray. We pray because we believe that God is real. We believe that what God has written and has said in his word is true. So we pray. We pray to stay in touch, to be in communication, to, to relate, to be empowered daily by his, his presence and his wonder to hear his voice speak, whether it be audible or internal. So I'm challenged even today, what am I believing for? What am I hoping for? What do I want, what do I want God to do? Because I get a sense that God is still looking, he's still listening, and he's still loving, and he wants to do it through you and me. Philippians says that if there's any encouragement of being united with Christ, think of this, if there's any encouragement, not full stop, of being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness tenderness, and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind. Here's this sense of being united. I conclude this message with two thoughts as we get to do something quite practical. The first are, who are our blind? Who are the lame? Who are the lepers? Who are our deaf? Who are the dead and the poor of our community? Big questions. Second, what are you believing for in 2021? As I read this passage, I'm challenged to believe more of God's imminent presence, the wonder of his presence, the sense of his presence, the acknowledgement of his presence the witness of his presence, the signs 
of his presence, the wonders of his presence. I realise that some of us may come from different understandings or backgrounds or teaching. And so I'm respectful. But all I can say is my perspective is that when we pray, when I pray, I'm always believing that God will answer my prayer. He will hear the prayer. He will answer according to his will. But God will bring a work and bring life and bring this through people like you and me as we hope, desire and seek to do his will. Jesus noted that you always have a need, but I wonder if when we get together like this, that we can believe for God to minister in our midst and to move in our midst and to work the miraculous of his love in our lives. Isn't it surely this is kingdom? At the end of that, in verse six, we read of Matthew 11, it says this, blessed is everyone who does not stumble for account of me. Blessed is everyone who does not stumble. In another translation, it says, who shall not be offended because of me. Some say that Jesus was having a go at John, but he wasn't. In fact, Jesus goes into back John to the hill. But John needed to hear what was happening. John was expecting even, in his sense, a different way of the kingdom coming about, something unexpectedly different. See, offence will come, but to be offended means that we are robbed. In fact, we are robbing ourselves because robbed of what, you may ask, a blessing. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So prayer is both conversation and encounter with God. And so in the next few moments, I want to just open, I'm going to bring the mic down here and I want to open this up for those in the lounge and those who are here. In the next few moments, I want people to feel freely in the space that you can do this, to come up and just give thanks, to pray a blessing, to pray to give thanks. Maybe there's a particular need or a situation that you want to give thanks for. Essentially what we're doing is we're, we're bringing the prayer meeting here, right now. Maybe there's a personal issue that you're comfortable to pray. Or maybe pray it in code. Maybe there's someone you know of that you believe that you've been praying for and laying into God for and saying, come on, Lord, I'm believing for this. Thank you. In Hebrews it says, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord and was confirmed by those who heard him. God also testified to signs and wonders and various miracles and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed, distributed according to his will. See, so miracle is simply that, a miracle, a marvel, something beyond our comprehension and capacity. And we've got stories now already of them coming through, of miracles already coming through. Miracles where, where in the natural was impossible, but God intervened. A miracle is God's power in a, in a given situation. A wonder is something that, which comes from the word means something that causes people to marvel, to go, wow. And a sign is an expression of God actually working in our midst. 
So the same God, the same Lord, and the same Holy Spirit are working and demonstrating who God is, his supremacy and power in our midst. How awesome is that? So we're going to open it up. I think it's this one. That's a miracle. There's no bookings, there's no, there's no opportunity other than God moving in the mist. So where you can, in the next few moments, is there something pressing on your heart? Those in the lounge, maybe today, there's something that you just, you're aware of, or there's some situation or some outcome you want God to intervene in. Maybe it's health, maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's some hurt, some story, some situation. Maybe simply it's just because you want to give God thanks. So the Bible says where two or three are gathered there together in my name, there I am in the midst of thee. So while John was in a cell, in a dungeon, it was all doom and gloom. He asked the disciples, go find out. Just ask again, Jesus, are you the one? Or should we expect another? If you realise what John was saying, he was pretty low. He was pretty flat. And Jesus didn't bag into him and say, mate, we grew up, you should know. You should know better. You leapt in your mother's womb. You should know. You should know. Jesus didn't say that. He just said, go tell John. The lame walk, the lepers are healed, the deaf hear, the blind see. Hallelujah. The dead are raised to life. The gospel is being preached to the poor. This is kingdom. This is what Jesus died for. He died for His presence and His power to be manifest in our lives, in our churches, in our meetings. So it's not just meeting after meeting. It's not about that. It's about encounter. It's about life. It's about receiving and then giving it out. So I'm going to invite you. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to invite you. Come now. Just keep your space as you come and pray. Don't have to be there for hours. We can do that another day if you like. But just come and share Whatever it is, I've said enough. I want you to say something and to give thanks. Will you come up now? Who would come up? I know there's people here who want to give thanks. I know there's people here who want to give a shout to God. Maybe it's a thank you. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. There's grace here. There's mercy here. Who'll be the first? Who'll be the first? Come up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the good thing about this is we're together. You can pray on your own, but we can pray right now. This is the place. Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. This is the prayer meeting. I know some of you may be a little bit surprised by that. This is, this is it. God wants to surprise us. We want to believe with you. I'm believing with you. I'm believing for you. Is there anyone else before we get ready to close with a song? So this is just a reminder that no matter where we are, we can pray and we can
and seek God. But church is the house of prayer. We invite you to join with us tomorrow night, seven o'clock to eight o'clock. We're gonna meet here. There'll be plenty of space if you need to sit down as we just continue to pursue God for 2021. To express a sense of thankfulness and gratitude, but also to better lean in and press in and pray, His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to encourage you that you may have wanted to pray today, but you just, it was a bit of a challenge to get up. All I can just say is there'll be more opportunity. We just want to just sense that I can sense, I can, I'm really sensing God's presence here. I'll close with, with this and hand over to the team. But Lord, thank you for all those who serve. Thank you for the worship team, the data, the leaders, the ministry leaders, the the elders, people who put their hand up to be in leadership. Thank you for those who are leading life groups and being involved and invested in people's lives. People who are just saying, how can I help? What can I do? So whatever role, whatever function, whatever you do or you can't do, we love you. And we thank God for you. Thank you even for, for Lily. I say even in the sense that even though she's visiting with us and she's family, still just a few days she heads off and here she is just wanting to use her gift and share her gift. So thank you for Lily, Lord, and her study and her time and her travelling back and settling back in and getting back into it, Lord. And as we, as Peggy prayed, all the students just find their, their rhythm, find their place and have a very fruitful year. We pray, Lord, that we would see souls saved, see lives changed, hearts changed, that God, you would work through us, through me, and seeing lives changed around about us. Help us to initiate conversation, to engage with our community, to connect at a greater level with each other and to see you in the midst. And for this, we give thanks. We give thanks for what you're doing and what you will to do. We thank you and lift up those who aren't here today, who aren't able to be with us for whatever reason. And Father, I just pray that you would even right now speak to their heart and encourage them and strengthen them. Whatever they're doing, whatever the day is, we pray this in Jesus' name most wonderful name and like Jesus who said to John the disciples go tell John what you see and what you hear and I pray that what work God is working in you and me right now that we can go and tell others what God what Christ is working in us God bless you we have a song and I pray. Be blessed. Have a, enjoy the rest of your day and the week. Just be mindful. God is with you.